Welcome to Two and a Half Sportsmen, a sports comedy podcast hosted by Jordan Pomaville, Joel Anderson, and your sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Let's get it on. All right, joining us now on the podcast is Mr. Dibble. Hey, oh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, is it Bibble or Dibble? Uh, it's actually Dibble, uh, Mr. Dibble. Yes, I am a junior high math teacher and also a... Thank you. Uh, I am also a somebody who goes to the uh, junior high dances and makes sure that uh, they are not getting too close and that everybody is yeah. safe. You're a chaperone I'm from pregnancy. I'm a chaperone. Yes. Yeah. Are you Are you also doing the? I assume the whole like making sure no one's. I know this is like 19, you know, 80s movie based in the 1960s, but no one's putting booze in punch. Right. Nobody's putting yeah. booze in punch. Nobody is uh, has their private parts touching while they dance. Yeah, no, no uh, arm smoke in the boys' age. room. Got to got to be no able smokes. to see space between the two of you. And now that vaping is a pretty big thing, we also have to be aware that there are vapes in some pockets, and that those have to be removed as well. Yeah, right. No, I imagine this, this is and this is. Uh, by the way, thank you for uh, being a teacher. I, we appreciate that. I know it's been extra oh, hard yeah. in this COVID year, but yeah, and, I, I and you guys have always deserved a lot of appreciation, but especially so now. Yes, I I agree. Uh, doing <laughs> Zoom classes difficult, but it's great because uh, not a lot of touching going on between the students, and I appreciate that. Yeah, they keep they have to keep their hands to themselves because they're over a computer program. Right. Yeah. Right. There is no there is no no risk of them touching. They've got a a camera on their computer. The only thing that they can touch is their keyboard. And I suppose themselves, which I do not permit at uh, junior high dances. <laughs> or presumably so, during math class. Well, of course not. I don't think yeah. that that's the predilection of many of my students. Yeah. So, so the reason we're having you on today is you were recently hired as the NBA's director of intimacy because back in January, the NBA, uh, because there had been some teams shut down for COVID, had uh, basically banned post-game handshakes, hugs, any interaction between the teams after the game. Yes, they, they needed to bring in some expertise in that particular area. Usually in, in sports, a lot of the coaches, uh, they try to err on the side of team unity, so they encourage things like hugs, like high fives, like butt taps, um, all yeah. things that I have built my career around um, making sure do not happen <laughs> Within yeah. my purview, we get it. So, so we want they, the, they brought the, me in to, because I have expertise doing things like saying, "Hey, watch it." <laughs> yeah, I was going to say really good at lead, that. It was you, the lead item in your bio on the NBA.com was over thirty years of junior high dance chaperoning experience. Yeah, yeah. I, so you're really. The best man for the job here to enforce the the ninety one Pistons rules at the end of games. These are not easy skills to hone. For example, when I say, "Hey, watch it," the, let's break that down bit by bit. Okay. First, you need to make sure you're getting their attention. Right. I've I tried many things throughout my career. I tried going, "Excuse me." <laughs> I tried, too long. I tried no calling formal. them out yeah. by their first names. Brad! Harrison! 
That seems but, that seems like it might be effective right there. But then you have to know all of the names. Oh. So if you don't know somebody's name, they could get away with all of the butt touching that they want. And that yeah. is not allowed. Finally, I realized brevity is the soul of wit. And the best way to go is just to go, hey! And then everybody turns their head, and then you can talk directly to the offending party, and that, but everybody's learning at the same time. Yeah. So, so very much putting them on the spot in front of everyone. There's a little the bit touching. of social pressure in there as well. That's where the psychology of it comes in. Right? Yeah. If, let's say I am one of these LeBrons of James. Right. And I'm <laughs> I feel like I want to hug somebody and I uh, extend my arms and I'm close to a hug. I'll go, hey, and then everyone on the team will turn their heads, but they'll see that I'm looking at the LeBrons of James. And uh, so now everybody goes, "Uh oh, he's he's in a lot of trouble. And Wait, then and- when I go to the second part, which is <laughs> watch it. As you see. I am giving them a directive, um, but I'm also helping them learn for themselves. I'm not exactly saying what they need to watch because they know what they've done incorrectly. Okay, so can you tell us how how does doing this for the NBA, how is this differed from doing it for a middle school dance? Because I do imagine very different group of, of potential butt touchers that you're dealing with here. Absolutely. it's It's not inherently different. I mean, one one thing that I've learned through all of my studies is uh, you're trying to get people into their animal brains where they feel like there is a risk reward, right? The, the risk reward is, can I touch this girl's butt while I'm dancing? Or can I give my teammate a hug to show appreciation? It's the same part of the brain. But ah, when they realize okay. they've done something wrong... It's also the same part of the brain. It's embarrassment. It's it's learning. And ultimately, it's I respect the heck out of Mr. Dibble. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Mr. Dibble, I do have to say, I, I want to say in terms of like the type of group, uh, it's one of those things like I wonder, like when you're when you're dealing with kids of that age, you're dealing with hormones, adolescence and, you know, that sort of thing. When you're dealing with athletes, you, you are dealing with people who are highly competitive. And, and sometimes it's just. The want of sportsmanship. You know, you want to hug the guy on the other team because, you know, you're both, you know, competing at the height of your game and you both played a great game and you want to be, you know, show a little uh, mutual uh, professional respect. One thing you need to know about all of my studies at junior high school dances, they too are competing at the height of their game. Really? <laughs> yep. They're, they're fearless. They're, they're going for it. They, they are, they are in, they are intense. They build themselves up to that moment when they're asking, uh, a member of the opposite or same sex to dance. And then they go, you know what? I'm not throwing away my shot. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry. I'm going to touch this butt. Yeah. And they've been training to touch butts for their entire lives. For for all of their adolescence, most certainly. They've yeah. dreamed about it. They've thought about it. They've watched tape. Um, <laughs> it's not tape anymore. It's all on the internet. There's a lot of free sites where all you have to do is say you're 18. Yeah. Um, but they certainly studied. Um, so likewise, they just need to uh, be put in their place so that they understand that, hey, if you step out of line, you're going to hear 
A pretty loud noise from Mr. Dibble, followed by a vague instruction. <laughs> but but when they, when the va- like you said about the vague instruction, generally the, the the students and in this case the players know exactly what they did wrong. You don't they need to articulate. Don't do yes. X, right? They know exactly what they did. In fact, I I don't even have to say the watch it sometimes. Sometimes just the hey is enough for them to go. Oh, I'm I am being watched. I am being uh, a, a very respectable person who is superior to me, is, has caught me doing something I shouldn't, and I better fall into line or else I will get a detention or, in the case of the NBA stars, uh, ejected from the league. Well, I was going to say, that's the that's the next question I had was, you, you say how much respect the students have for you, Mr. Dibble. Yes. And that's why, uh, presumably, they listen to you. Yes. Have you had any problems, tr- like, translating that respect to NBA players? Getting the same respect, you know? Have you ever seen the, the film Dangerous Minds? I, I have not, Mr. Dibble. Yeah, I, I didn't catch that one. Uh, okay, in that case, let's go with a different tack. Um, how about this? So... <laughs> Uh, let's say you're training a pit bull. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. what you have to do is continually, uh, say the command. And then if they do not follow the command, then there needs to be, uh, some sort of punishment. And if they do follow the command, there's some sort of reward. Uh, okay. I, I, uh, I'm unable to dole out either punishment or award. So it's right, going to take up to the some, league office. Exactly. So it, it just it takes some time. My punishment is embarrassment in front of the teams from being <laughs> yelled at by a superior. And my reward is being able to play a game they love safely without passing around COVID germs or in the case of junior high students without getting pregnant. Yeah. Right. And you don't want any pregnant NBA players, obviously. Well, that wouldn't um, be possible. Yeah. Uh, if, so, if you'd like, I've got a, a great eighth grade health class that you can attend, and they, they can explain all, all of that to you, Joel. Okay, that's that's marvelous. Uh, so how do you deal with the reality? Because obviously, over the course of playing basketball, uh, you know, they're engaging in a lot of stuff that I think would be a no-no for you, but it's part of the game. You know, that if someone's backing in in the low post, that's chest to back contact um there's a lot of butt touching that i think is mostly incidental but it's there uh so you know how do you keep yourself in check and how do you make those decisions about when is this part of the flow of the game and when are they uh you know trying to sneak one past the goalie as it were the the requirement much like a junior high school dance is constant vigilance uh, i i yeah. when i am in the game i am hoarse at the end of a game from all the times I have to say, Hey, watch it. Oftentimes hundreds, maybe thousands of times a game there. There's I've, I actually don't understand the game of basketball. Well, but there's a lot of them putting hands on each other's backs. And every once in a while, their faces get close to each other. One will bump another and then they'll tumble to the ground. It's a it's a very contact heavy sport, and that is something I want to clarify for our listeners. That is something the NBA is still allowing. It's your yeah. your job is just in the post game. I'm wor- yeah. I'm working on it on being more full time. 
<laughs> and the way that I show the the head office my worth is by trying to get basketball to be fully six feet apart, socially distant, as in a game from beginning to finish uh, during my tenure at the NBA. Well, let, let me ask you real quick. That's going to change f- the game quite a bit, I think. <laughs> a year That's from, the hope, yes. A year from now, we're all vaccinated. Let's say COVID is no longer the threat it is today. If the NBA, say, doesn't need you anymore... Are there any things you learned with your time at the NBA that you can bring back to junior high school dance chaperoning? Uh, well, first of all, the COVID may go away, but disease will uh, persevere. Well, right. And there will be other diseases um, in high school or in junior high dances. You have to worry about sexually transmitted ones or pregnancy <laughs> is a form of a disease. But when you're, uh, talking about uh, basketball, it's really about you know uh, uh, how do you make sure that the long ru- the long term health of the players is sustained, and that can only happen through through uh, making sure that nobody nobody is doing any touching of any sort. And I think that's what I'm going to bring back to to junior high if and when I ever have to return to my previous life. Um, I'm assuming the NBA will keep me on for the long term, but if not, um, I'm, I've learned some new skills, yeah. uh, like uh, being able to yell, hey, so loud that it goes over a noisy uh, crowd or squeaking of shoes on a court. Right. Or uh, making sure that the watch it uh, can make it all the way across a basketball court instead of maybe 10 feet away as it would be in a junior high dance. Okay. Those uh, are important life skills. Yeah. And, and one last question here. Uh, I'm really curious as to, you know, uh, have you noticed uh, a lot of difference between, I mean, obviously the amount of sort of authority and respect that you might command could potentially be a little different when you're dealing with, uh, you know, adult multimillionaire professional athletes, as opposed to, acne-faced uh, teenagers who are uh, struggling with the changes happening with their body and all sorts of new hormonal uh, stuff, you know, have have you noticed that it's maybe harder to enforce your rules because people see you as, as less authoritative? I think that event, they're, they're going to come around. Um, I think that ultimately they know that their millions of dollars are dependent on me liking them and respecting them as they respect me. Uh, mm-hmm. I will fire LeBron of LeBron's of James tomorrow if he doesn't respect my authority. Really, I think that you, he knows you, that. You you think that? So so you feel like you have the authority to end LeBron James's NBA career? I believe I've not had to pull that trigger yet, but yes. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Mister Dibble. I appreciate you coming on today. Yeah, thank you for being so uh, distant from me today that's our show email us at two and a half sportsman at gmail.com find us on twitter at sportsman pod or check out all of our episodes on any of those major podcast platforms <laughs>